Yes, hello and welcome to With Lyme, the coronavirus podcast, all things COVID-19, lockdown, etc. Hope everyone had a good Easter. We were away for the um, long uh, weekend that was the Easter uh, weekend, but back now I'm your host, Paulie G. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at listen to Paulie G, P-A-U-L-I-E-G. And back with us this week is Ryan MS. Uh, Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. How was your Easter? Um, yeah, it was pretty good, pretty quiet, um, as you'd expect. Uh, but yeah, a couple of, couple of eggs and a couple of drinks and um, it was all good. I was um, needing one of the essential drives. I think it's number 13 with, um, you know, dropping off children at, 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 if they're in different residences. And I can tell you the roads were quite empty, so people were listening um, as far as the sort of staying locked, locked in and locked down and not um, perhaps trying to sneak out to, to various sort of holiday places, etc., um, which was good. I mean, we're still we're not in the clear yet, even though Australia's doing a lot better than many countries, um, but we're not in the clear and, and we probably need to stay locked down for a little little bit longer, it seems, Ron. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um... I would think that the closer we get to it going, you know, down to like a zero count, if we ever, if we get to a zero count, it's going to be another month before anything's lifted, I, w- I would say, from that, yeah. from that point. Which sort of brings us to what we're going to talk about on today's show, which is about um, the fact that, you know, some sports looking to come back. We know Rugby League has said, um, you know, where we're going to set a date and everything. And we just sort of wanted to go through the various scenarios with that. Um, but definitely it's projected, right, that things would be um, lifted between now and that projected date. Yes, I, I think. Well, uh, speaking specifically for league, they because they have actually named a specific date in May twenty eight. Um, I believe that they, well, I guess they're modelling, um, and from their experts have suggested that um, things will be a lot better by then. Yeah, the way it's going, it currently looks like that, but May twenty eight is a long way away. So it, it's a bit difficult to call that, and even the. Um, Minister, uh, Federal Sports Minister Richard Colbeck has uh, urged sports, or like all sports, uh, to think to be cautious about planning when to resume um, because it's a bit ambitious. He, or, well, that's his words were, it's a bit ambitious, um, speaking on um, radio. He said, uh, if you consider the advice that, we, that they're still getting from the CMO, um, Brendan Murphy, and other people, yeah. um, it's something they need to be really cautious about. And I think that May 28 is an aspirational date to borrow something from um, from what Trump said a long time ago. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, it would be interesting to see where we're at as a country um, coming, you know, two weeks out from that May 28 date. Well, that's the thing. They, they talked about, um, you know, maybe being able to come back at that date and you mentioned about getting it down towards zero and I think the pass-on rate, so if someone was infected, they would pass it on to, I think, about two and a half people when they went into this lockdown and it's now getting close to one. So if they can get under one, they think that's how they can um, sort of squash the virus altogether at the moment, the curve, you know, flattened but not squashed. So I think that's the sort of hard evidence to be able to say, let's, let's actually... Um, look at returning some sports and I know the NRL you know a lot of people are saying well this could be the tonic a lot of other people are are very much against the idea thinking it's selfish thinking that you know it can't possibly work 
What's your take on Peter Valandis and, and the NRL coming out, say, May 28, and then maybe some of the blowback um, from, from regular folk out there saying maybe that's a bit irresponsible? Um, look, I can understand both. I can really understand both points of view. I can see the point of view of the, of the competition wanting to run because, A, they need money. They want to pay their yeah. players. They want money for their competition. They want, you know, they want it to survive because it's not in the greatest financial shape, as has been documented. Um, I think that, like, yeah, that it could be irresponsible, but I think naming May 28 as a date might just be, like, just a pie-in-the-sky number where, like, this would be the latest or the earliest possible That's time we think we could go again. Uh, but it's... Um, yeah, it's too hard to say now. Like, you can't just say, oh, we're going to start May 28 and whatever happens, happens, because there's going to be so many things to change in that time. Yeah, and I know I've been reading some articles online about um, sport and how it could return. Certainly the US, you know, they're in you know, diabolical, tragic circumstances that we've largely avoided, not completely avoided, but certainly doing better. Um, so it's not an entirely like-for-like like scenario, but the the rumours over there about, oh, maybe, you know, um, NFL will be, will be able to be played still in September, even with crowds. That's a bit, um, expecting a bit much. And not that the NRL here are saying they want to play with crowds, as everything's going to be locked down, the players are going to be under quarantine, etc., etc. But um, I think it was Zach Binney, who's a PhD in epidemiology and wrote dissertation on injuries in the NFL, was saying, look, we can't have sporting events with fans until we have a vaccine. And, you know, that's a 12 to 18 month in a normal situation. Um, yeah. 12 to 18 months. So yeah, it's I, too risky. I, yeah. Look, and that's the thing. It's it's the empty stadiums. It has to be... I, I don't think for this year, for 2020, we'll see any sport... We'll, we'll see sport, but we won't see sport with crowds. That, yeah. That's what I think. I mean, even empty stadiums, you know, that's not easy to do because you've still got to have all the staff... You know, the trainers, the, the water bottles, sharing water bottles, you know, suddenly that needs to be checked out. Then you've got the media side of it. You know, I work in television and 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 covering games, you know, when, when you're in this lockdown scenario. That's not easy to do either and staying within the social distancing and et cetera, et cetera. So they're going to have a lot of areas where they need to be really careful. Can players go and... Um, stay with their families or are they going to be completely quarantined for the entire length of the season? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, whatever has to happen because whatever whatever date they say we're coming back, whatever month they say we're coming back, it's going to involve so much more behind-the-scenes stuff of, well, it's going to be obviously a modified season then it's going to be other players quarantine themselves are the families going with them to be quarantined? Yeah, sounds, what happens yeah. if there's kids? What happens if yeah. they're one of one of those, uh, one of the uh, partners of the players is an essential worker? Yeah, they ha you know they it's a very um, very fraught with so many different uh, different issues that could that could possibly arise. Well, well, let's paint that picture for everyone. Um, basically, you've got to have players, coaches trainers, um, reporters, anyone else that's broadcasting, involved in broadcasting the game, anyone that's involved from a security perspective, you might be, if they're staying in the area, obviously all the people involved with housekeeping, making food, etc., hotel staff, if they're going to be in a hotel, 
all of these people would have to be isolated on their own for two weeks before they could even go into the facility and then get tested. Now, there's not enough tests in Australia at the moment for people that have been positive, have been tested positive and passed it all to be able to go back to work because you need a negative test to prove you can go back to work. These people can't get tested again because there's not enough tests to go around and they know, well, you're not sick, so you can't get tested. How are they going to test over a thousand people? Probably, you know, multiple thousand. And that's before you're saying families can do it as well. Yeah, well, they can't. They just can't. They can't do it. And then if, God forbid, someone in their family dies, I'm not saying dies of COVID, but just dies, for example, and they want to go to the funeral or whatever yeah. the fact may be, or, yeah. or they have a, the, have the a birth of a child. Be able to leave. Yeah, that's another 14 days yeah. that they're away as well. And, are... and another 14 days that they can't see. So it's probably really a month before they can do anything. It's very... Yeah, it's a. I find it like I, I love sport myself, and I'd love it for for it all to come back. But I find it very difficult for the just the logistics for it to happen. And then the whole idea of even if we got all the tests done, they got probably have to be tw- tested twice before they yes. can all be allowed in together. There would still have to be. Um, the social distancing practiced um, when they're in their facilities. Sure, game day, they're not. You can't practice social distancing, but but the rest of the time they couldn't just hang out, you know. Because as soon as one person got it, if somehow someone did get it, then it would spread like wildfire. So they'd need to still have some level of 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 um, social distancing. So if if someone did show symptoms, they could be quarantined and everyone around them can be quarantined and it didn't affect all 16 teams. It it feels extremely optimistic. Yes, it's definitely, it's a glass overflowing with optimism, not half full, but it's just overflowing because they, I guess they can't think of the the alternative, which is not getting back. Well, how, and would they get continue to be tested every day? I mean, every week, like we've already said, there's not going to be enough tests, you know. They're talking in America to say that the long Q-tips, because they have to do the swab up the nose, yep. that they're running out already. And that's for people that need to be tested, let alone people that they're just testing to be safe. Yeah, well, let's just let's go to, like, fantasy land and yeah. there's, there's enough tests for everyone in the entire world and yeah. everything else. And um, if you want to test... They're available. You have to pay for it, or whatever the case may be. If you if you're not having any any symptoms, and everyone gets tested, and everyone comes back as a double negative, like you know, tested twice, both negative both times, but then someone delivering, I don't know, uh, the you food, know, say Uber Eats or something, something somewhere, and somewhere along the way, someone's, you know put a bit of uh, coughed on some food or something, yep. then a player test positive. Then there's no other option but to shut it down again. It'd be very for hard. Another, for at least another 14 days, but it's got to be more like 14 days plus another 14 days with two more tests in there. Well, what about also... So it's another month. We get through and we get to week round one or three, whatever it's going to be, and then someone gets a major injury. Like they have to get an ambulance, get, go to a hospital. What about, if, God forbid, there's a neck injury? Like what do you do then? How do the people, do you have to have ambulance staff in this quarantine just in case something that happens that requires an ambulance? I mean, what about the doctors who 
help on game day, but obviously they've got their real job during the week. Are they suddenly now not allowed to do anything other than work on the sport, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I find it, yeah, as I've been saying it, you know, love their optimism and love their uh, ideas, but, um, man, there's uh, so much... So much that can go wrong. And, and what about um, players? I mean, how many players are going to go into this quarantine? There's no secondary league. There's no Intrust Super Cup or anything like that. Um, no, there's not. I mean, so how many players come up go into this? Like that. And then what if one team cops a horrific injury, you know, toll? Like we saw Manly a few years ago in the Knights, and they ran yep. out of players. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Um, what happens then? Do they have three players, uh, you know, after round one, we have three players who are outside of the bubble sitting in quarantine for them isolating themselves and so they can come in in three weeks' time just in case there's an injury. But in the meantime, they're isolated from society and their family if that's the case and all that kind of thing. Yeah. It just seems like it's almost unrealistic. Um, We've seen countries like South Korea and Japan pushing back the start dates of their baseball seasons when we thought those countries were doing well, um, like we think we're doing well now, and, and things have changed. Outbreaks can reappear, and uh, sport just doesn't seem like the first step in, in re- releasing, relaxing some of these restrictions we've now got. Um, wouldn't it be better to, re- to, to ease some of the other ones so that, you know mental health doesn't become a bigger issue in as far as being able to leave the home, and then if the outbreak you know, starts going up again, you come back down to this lockdown we're in now, like we've talked about on prior episodes. Yeah, look, it's really, really almost impossible to think that it can happen. Um, Yeah, I... I Take to burst the bubble. (laughs) Exactly. I would be stuck. Like, even uh, sports like the tennis, for example, where they Mm. play one-on-one. Yeah. They could play in an empty thing. They're quite social distance just due to the due to the sport. Yeah. Trainers. Even that can't happen. Yeah. Because everyone's going to have to get together in the one spot. Yeah. And then are they just going to play tournament after tournament in the same spot? And it's just, it's fine. It's, very, it's, even, it's even difficult just with the single-player sports. I can only um, concur. Unfortunately, Ryan, um, that is sort of the, the case against it, I guess, as much as you and I and everyone else out there want this to return. We really... You know, it's going to be very difficult to see until there's a vaccine. Ryan, where can people um, find you on Twitter and Facebook? Um, at HaddonfieldHorror.com if you want to read some uh, horror stuff, horror reviews. Have they... Do it, especially at the moment where you've got to stay indoors. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. We've got a um, review of um, Dead by Dawn, which is a uh, sort of like Last House on the Left uh, modern, modern-ish update. Um, also got one coming up called We Summon the Darkness, which is a uh, satanic panic uh, kind of horror comedy, which starts <laughs> off starts off a bit funny, but then it um, it hit, hits a point and uh, turns very dark. And I am your host, Paulie G. You can find me at Listen to Paulie G on Twitter, P A U L I E G. And we'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of With Lime, the Coronavirus Podcast. Until then, bye for now. <laughs>